1: Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk training camp. But more importantly, we are one day away from the Titans taking the field for their first preseason game Friday, the 13th. It is here. The Titans will be taking on the Atlanta Falcons. That game is set to kick off at 7 o'clock. And we finally got football back. This game is in Atlanta, so the Titans, we're going to be making the trip down there, but we'll get into all of that and much more. But before we get started, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. D, I was looking at it earlier. Again, I know it's preseason, but I got the itch because football's back. We had the Hall of Fame game last week between the Cowboys and the Steelers. That was a rough first half, my goodness. But my boy Josh Dobbs, Tennessee alum, kind of came in there, made sure to seal the deal. But the Titans and the Falcons, that game is a pick em. That line is even. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. D, how you doing, my friend?
2: D Bo, I'm doing good, man. It's been a, a really great week for me. Unfortunately, D, we lost a great one in college football, and Coach Bowden passed away Sunday. So I was a little bit of Kind of a little bit hurt. I mean, I didn't know Coach Bowden personally, but I grew up loving him, and I grew up just a big fan of his because he coached some great teams at Florida State, 24 All-Americans he coached in 34 years. You think about Deion Sanders, Leroy Butler, Terrell Buckley, who was the 1991 Thorpe Award winner. You talk about Derrick Brooks, the Hall of Famer. You, know, you talk about one of the greatest kickers of all time, Sebastian Janikowski – Samari Rose and Warwick Dunn so I mean the college football world lost a great one so coach Bowden you know may rest in peace what a great coach and he was a man of great faith you know he he didn't conceal his faith and a lot of his players that I had a chance to play with you know that's one thing they talked about was you know he never cursed and used profanity he was a a great man and and mentored a lot of great coaches so like Jimbo Fisher down at Texas A&M so man what a what a tough week to lose a great football coach, but man, just what a, what a great career inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2006, so he will be greatly missed by a lot of co- college football fanatics like me, and of course, yourself, you're a, you're a Tennessee alum, but you know, a lot of admiration for Coach Bowden. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the the man obviously led a great life, able to be 91. I know obviously his heyday was in the 90s, which was a little bit before my time, but my favorite story about Coach Bowden, obviously he had his days with Steve Spurrier and the Florida State Florida rivalry going back and forth. But my favorite one was one where I actually this this is something he didn't realize. But when I was, I'll tell this one real quickly because I know we got a lot of guys that listen uh, that are from the Tennessee area, so they're very familiar with uh, former Tennessee coach Derek Dooley. So Coach Dooley, one time, uh, this would have been my freshman year of college. Coach Dooley's given a speech. And he's like, Man, I got a special guest for you all today. I'm gonna bring in the legendary Coach Bowden to speak to you all. And Coach Derek Dooley does a great job of just setting the stage. And all the guys are sitting in their seats, you know, usually where they'll have their film sessions and they're just waiting to to hear what Coach Bowden's gonna have to say. So Coach Bowden gets ready and Derek just gave him an incredible, incredible like intro. And then Bobby just goes, thank you, Daryl. And then just proceeds with the rest of his conversation, not even getting his name right in front of the team. And it was just, man, that's one of those. man. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the players looking back on it, they're like, oh yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of the sign right there. I mean, I understand your dad, Vince was a legend, but yeah, it didn't really rub off, but now uh, Derek's with the giants, along with all the other misfits that couldn't handle being a coach at Tennessee. But I, (laughs) I, I digress. Um, but, yeah, that's Coach Bowden, great man, and so he he will be deeply missed. D, as we get into training camp, just go ahead and transition. Obviously, things are heating up. We know we're getting ready to play a game. Like, What has stood out to you so far? I know I asked that last week, but are there any names that like you're hearing from the Titans training camp where you're just like, all right, this guy is definitely having a camp to remember. I expect to actually see him do big things this year, or he's like a guy that wasn't expected to make the roster that I'm now filling. Like for sure, this guy's going to be on the 53 man when it's all said
2: and done D let me say this. There's been one name that has really like, it's like trumped over all the other names. And, and I'm, I got to go tear tart. You imagine D last year, he was an undrafted free agent out of Florida international. We didn't know nothing about him. We didn't We didn't even do not one cast podcast before we talked about Tierra. at least. I mean, I didn't, because I didn't have a clue who he was. He was just, you know, kind of a no-name, you know? And all of a sudden now, I, I did the Second and Victory podcast, and they were telling me how, you know, when he entered, when he got got into camp, how his body looked different. It's like he went through a transformation. And they say, listen, he's ready. You know, all of the writers, Paul Kaharski had a chance to sit down with Coach Terrell Williams. I was reading with SB SB Nation, and it was just talking about his leap from year one to year two, like the maturation process, how he's evolved as a player. You know, he's become instinctive. He's smart, talking about how he's developing strength. And so much so, uh, he's going to be the starting nose guard this year, D. So that's one name, one player that we really want to take a look at this preseason because You know what? He might be the missing piece to this defensive line, you know?
1: Yeah, D, the unofficial first depth chart for the Titans was released, and Tierra Tark got that spot. You mentioned that Tierra was out of Florida International. Do you know which former Titan as of late was also out of Florida International? I'm putting you on the spot right now.
2: You know, I don't know too many guys from FIU. Give me a name. Go ahead. You got me today.
1: He's now a New England Patriot, but that is also where Jonu Smith is from. And so that that pipeline from FIU to the Titans, I mean, if Tierra Tart does well with it, then that's that's something that, hey, it's all about relationships in the game. And apparently somebody down at FIU's in the, in connections with somebody up here in Nashville. And so far, so good. I know Jonu's moved on, but I mean, during his time here, he was able to provide a lot of play and especially helped the Titans at that tight end position. And just really bolster that receiving unit so that's just a uh, it's a name that yeah, idea i've been hearing a lot we you know we actually did talk about coach vrabel mentioning Tiare not too long ago whenever he singled him out along with uh, christian fulton and oh gosh uh the other name escapes me now but coach vrabel singled out three guys earlier before camp got started and just talking about how much they have seen from that year one to year two jump as you mentioned but the i did want to take a quick moment. And I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH-balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from hospitalization in 2015. I don't know if you remember hearing about Lamar, but I mean, he was, he was close to gone, and the fact that they were able to keep him going was pretty remarkable. But he even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me, and it's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. And I'm right there with you, Lamar. I couldn't agree more. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in that July celebrity boxing match, I don't know if you saw that, D, but... (laughs) no. I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. I will say this. Aaron, he's not Nick. For for those that catch that reference, congratulations. Uh, You know your 90s boy bands. But, hey, the cool thing is... We've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's definitely worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout to get in on the promotions. I know I will. If it works for him, I mean, it can work for you, too. So, hey, balance seven. All right, D, speaking of balance, we're heading into this game against the Falcons. We're going to talk about the depth chart, get into that, but the Titans, at least on the offensive side of the ball the last couple of years, they've really had a balanced and a potent attack when you're looking at the passing game and the running game. Derek Henry, as we know, to use your phrase, D, he's been a beast, and now we're giving him even more weapons in the receiving unit, which could possibly help free up the amount of stacked boxes that he's going to have to face against but when we look at this unofficial depth chart and again it's it's unofficial we've been talking about it but you got julio jones aj brown and josh reynolds listing at listed as the starters at receiver and then you know they currently don't have your boy anthony ferks are listed as the starter but we know with how the titans like to rotate their tight ends he's pretty much right there. They got Jeff Swain, which I'm assuming they're wanting more for blocking purposes. I mean, Swain is... He's done... Done a decent amount of stuff in the league to show that he's a competent blocker. But the one that stood out to me on that offensive starting unit was that, you know, we were talking about Kendall Lamb, Tyson... Or Kendall Lamb and Dylan Redunds battling for that right tackle position. The guy who's been in the program for the last several years, Ty Sambrello, is actually listed as a slash starter with Kendall Lamb in that right tackle position. Does that that strike you there, D?
2: No, no, that's the way it should be because word around town uh, and some guys from Second and to Victory told me last week that, you know, Dylan read news. And if you read some of the articles coming out of camp, he's been struggling in camp. And we talked about that when you're a rookie, you know, expect especially the offensive line because there's so much that you have to pick up. And it's going to take pretty much this whole – Uh, preseason camp for him, probably just to get the basics down. So red news right now, they're just basically bringing him along slowly. Eventually at some point mid season, maybe next year, we can see him uh, possibly in the starting lineup. But right now you have to go with your veterans. You bring four pieces to an offensive line that last year was one of the best in the businesses in the business. So when you look at it, you want to make sure you, you, when you find that missing piece, that that piece, it gels with the other four, with LaJuan, Sappho, Davis, and Nate. And what you want to do is make sure that you get it right. Now, Ty, I would give the advantage simply because he's been in the system. He knows the system and he's been a starter. And last year they kind of rotated him. He played left tackle last year uh, in some games. So I'm looking at Ty to really come out on top uh, simply because of his experience and his familiarity uh, with the system. So that would be a battle, D. I'm telling you right now, we better look out for this preseason because it's all about competition. And it's not really about the Saints. It's really it's really a time where they're going to evaluate each guy at that position to try to figure out who's going to fit that 53-man roster uh, getting ready for that Arizona game September the 12th.
1: When I look at it, obviously not many surprises there. It's kind of what we expected on the offensive side. So. Again, that's what most fans are excited to see. They want to see this offense take off where they, I, know, I don't want to say finished last year, but towards the end of last year, we saw them really hit their stride, and unfortunately, they weren't able to keep it going in the playoffs. But again, you got Todd Downing taking over as the OC, so that's definitely something worth keeping in mind. And the other big note, as it relates to the offense, D, and it's a conversation that we've had for a while now, And it's going to be very prevalent once we get into the preseason because you're not going to be playing your starters a whole lot, but it has to do with that Titans backup quarterback position. And so over the last week, the Titans decided to cut Deshaun Kaiser, and they have signed former USC quarterback, a guy who's bounced around the league a lot, in Matt Barkley. So what that tells me is that Logan Woodside will be your backup whenever we get to the regular season. Obviously, they want to bring in a couple of guys to try and just Played throughout preseason but we we do know at this point I mean if the battle throughout the offseason was between Deshaun Kaiser and Logan Woodside and they decide to move on from Kaiser I mean you can put the pieces there together and and do the math for yourself but it just goes to show you I would like to think that that tells me they are at least confident in Logan Woodside I mean he's a guy that we we've, we've not seen much but I mean there's been a lot of backups in the league over the years that you never really got to watch but they were Just very competent backups. They were smart guys that whenever you got into the film room, they knew what they were talking about. They were able to help the quarterback that you had starting see a few things that maybe Ryan's not able to see and just is a guy that the coaches can rely on to help that quarterback room. Because, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but quarterback play is the key to the game. And if you can't have competent play there, your team's not going to be very successful on Sundays. Obviously, that's kind of the big news from a roster shakeup standpoint. But again. We'll get to see a lot more again. This is an unofficial depth chart as of August the 8th. And I expect this to be what it looks like tomorrow outside of if you just go and you go online and find this. But there's obviously going to be several starters for the Titans that I don't expect to see play tomorrow. But again, we will get our good feel there. But that kind of transitions me into my next point, D, which is when it comes to the offense. What are you wanting to see for this preseason game? What are you thinking going back to your days? What are the coaches telling the players? Because some guys are fighting for roster spots here. Like what was that like going into that first preseason game? Cuz we didn't get to have this conversation last season you and I. Yeah.
2: Well, the first preseason preseason really is not about the starters. The, it's it's about your backups and it's about the first year guys. It's about bringing in free agents that are trying to make the team. But when you're when you're a player like Derek or Ryan, basically um, you're not going to be doing anything. Your work is coming in practice. But there's what we call uh, competition battles, and in competition battles, you think about the running back position. Now we both were high on Darrington Evans when he came out last year out of Appalachian State. The problem is that he hasn't been healthy. Now the Titans did sign Brian Hill, the former. A uh, Wyoming Cowboy. Now, when I was had a chance to sit down and read uh, some of the wire, what's going on in camp? He is the leading contender to be backing up Derrick Henry right now for that second running back position. And this is a very, very um, this is this is a very uh, tough call because you think about it. Jeremy McNichols last year played excellent. Then you got Darrington, who was a third-round draft pick last year. And I'm not anticipating this team carrying four backs into the season. So, unfortunately, for these three guys, they're fighting for roster position. And what you want to do in preseason, if you are one of three of these guys, is you want to make sure you put on a heck of a show. You want to make sure that Darrington, again, he can contribute on the special teams. We talked about a couple podcasts ago about how uh, players – Like Matthew Slater. Remember what I mentioned as I alluded to him, how in 13 years in the National Football League, I think he had one reception for 46 yards, but he made nine Pro Bowls on the special teams. So it might come down when you're talking about these three players, who can contribute on the special teams? I believe Coach Craig Aukerman is gonna have a huge decision, (laughs) even who's the backup running back, because the backup might have to be a good special teams performer. So D going into Training, Going into this first game, what coaches want to see, they want to see young guys flying around. They want to see them work through what we call the mess that they kind of will go through because they don't really know the, the playbook. It's so much, and they can try, they try to condense it to make it easier, but it's hard. So that's why it's sometimes you see that sloppy play uh, during preseason. That's from the young guys. And so we expect that. We expect sometimes when Dylan news when he gets in the game, he might miss a block or a couple assignments or two because he's still learning a new system. So I'm going to look at this running back position because you got three guys that are not just bowing for a roster spot. They're bowing for a job.
1: Yeah, you're talking about the running backs. And, I mean, you also got to factor in as far as what they're looking to take. Kari Blossom game at the fullback position is already on there. So that's another position that's kind of already taken up of what could possibly be an extra running back spot. So, I mean, whenever I look at the game, from a special team standpoint, I expect to see Darrington Evans back there at some point returning kickoffs. So that's definitely going to be a factor. And then, yeah, you do kind of get down to Brian Hill, Jeremy McNichols, Mackay Sargent, another name that we're probably going to hear some once we get into preseason games. Again, that running back room, I mean, it's, it's going to be some tough cuts, I think, for the staff whenever you boil it down.
2: Yeah, you think about, we talked about. Breon Borders and Chris Jackson this year because they went out and drafted, again, you got Kayla Farley, you got Christian Fulton, you talk about Elijah Moulton, Janoris Jenkins, so you're bringing in all of those cornerbacks, so now you got the two young guys and Chris Jackson who we were both high on last year out of West Virginia, excuse me, out of Marshall, then you're talking about the player Breon Borders last year who was one of the most underrated players, I think, on the whole team. So who do you keep there? Because you're not going to bring five or six corners into this season. And that's the hardest part about training camp. So the thing about these next three games, it's going to decide the fate of a lot of these players as far as their future in the National Football League is concerned.
1: Yeah, we haven't talked about the defensive side of the depth chart, but everything pretty much just slides right where you would have expected it. You know, we got Denico Autry starting on the line alongside Tier Tart and Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, Bud Dupree and Harold Landry as your outside linebackers. Jayon and Rashawn as your inside linebackers. And then we know Kevin and Amani, who we've talked about from the safety position. Then at the cornerbacks, you got, I thought it was interesting that instead of listing him as Janoris, it does say Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Yeah, Uh, alongside Christian Fulton. Obviously, D, your boy, uh, second-year player out of LSU. So, and then as you get into the back half of that depth chart and you're looking at who could possibly slide in there from a, a corner standpoint, it's it's also going to be one of those battles where, I mean, we know Elijah Molden and Caleb Farley are going to be making the team, but then once you kind of get outside of that, what does this unit start to look like? How do they decide to get this back out there? And again, D, I'm like I'm totally with you. It's just going to come down to special teams at that point, or whether or not they just see the potential for one guy beat absolutely through the roof. So from a standpoint of what we're going to witness on tomorrow's game, yeah, I expect it to be a lot of sloppy play. I expect to at least see some guys have, like you want to see them come out fired up. I mean, it's the first time they've been able to play football in almost a year or so. And sometimes like this could be the last chance some of these guys have at all.
2: Yeah, coaches, what Coach Brabel is telling his players is to go out there, number one, and do not be afraid to make a mistake. You're going to make a mistake. My first preseason game, Davey, was so bad that when I was playing the Saints and I got beat on the first play when I got in there in the third quarter for a 50 yard bomb. And instead of running back to the huddle, I started to run out of the stadium because I got beat for the rest of the game. I mean, I was just getting torched. But you know what? You have to just stay in there. Coaches will tell you right now listen, you're a rookie or you're a first year guy. Listen, what you do, is they teach you something in the National Football League and in college, and it's called embracing the process, ETP, just embrace the process, which means that you got to work through those tough times. And this is where you learn, when, especially when you're a rookie, is to start to work through your mess, you know, because if you don't learn to work through it, then you won't stand a chance to make it in this league because it's, it's hard, especially think about it. You think if they put Caleb, let's say the first game of the season against Arizona and DeAndre Hopkins. He lines up on uh, D hop. Do you not think that college going to look over there? And I don't care if he was taken, he was the first pick in the draft, you know, or, or as a DB, you know, where he's going with the football. That's what they do. They come after the young guys. Dan Marino did that to me. The first time I got in a game, I was the dying back. I go in the game against Miami, my rookie year, Marino looks over And literally, he starts smiling like, oh, my goodness, who is number 25 over there Who's looked like he's already 15 to 20 yards downfield while the receiver's still on the line of scrimmage. The only thing Dan Marino had to do was just throw the ball to O.J. McDuff and he could run for the first down. But he threw a bomb right at me anyways. That's what they do. They attack you. But I had to- Was it completed? No, because I was already 30 (laughs) yards down. (laughs) Why did he throw the ball? I don't know. But it's kind of little things like that. I had a terrible preseason. They talked about Dow- Dylan Renus, right now in camp. He's struggling right now. It's hard. That first year is tough. I had a chance to play with Namdi Asimawai, who was a great corner for a long time in the National Football League with the Raiders. And when I got there, I was already in my eighth and ninth year, and Namdi was going into his second year. And he struggled. You know, he struggled for a few years with the Raiders, but guess what? He worked through that. He embraced the process. He got better and became an all pro uh, within year, year four. And that's what it is. It's just a process. And so that's what coaches are telling them, guys, work through. Work through the sloppy play. We'll get through that. We got three preseason games, and these preseason games are just for you guys, you young guys, because we're not going to see Derek. We're not going to see Ron. We're going to see Logan. He's going to get those reps. We're going to see Matt Barkley. And we're going to see young players like Breon and, and Chris Jackson. So it's a time really to just sit back. And let the young guys go out there and go full speed. The coaches will tell you, if you make a mistake, make it full speed.
1: Yeah. Uh, D, the other thing I probably should have led off with this one, talking about the defense. I saw this from a couple of accounts last week. The first account I saw it from was Ben Arthur of the Tennessean, but he was interviewing Jayon Brown. And Jayon did have to say that when you're talking about having an official DC, Jayon was saying with having Shane Bowen listed as the official DC, he said it's actually helped a lot when it comes to the communication for this defense. If this defense does come out and play a whole lot better this year, I do think you have to look at that and it'd be an issue where kind of some of that blame would fall back on Vrabel for not naming Bowen or at least somebody at DC earlier, because I mean, communication's everything in this sport. If you don't have an, any idea what you're what you're supposed to be running, it's pretty easy to take advantage of the opposing side of the ball. So here's something definitely a storyline worth following and, so Jayon said that. Obviously, we know that once he went out last year, that defense took a step back. And as we know, they weren't good to begin with. But obviously, getting these guys healthy, can they stay healthy this year? Does that allow this defense to take that next step and hopefully give the Titans a chance to make a deep run in the playoffs? Because we know the offense is, at least on paper, they're capable of it. and We've seen them the last couple of seasons just be able to go through the NFL. It doesn't really matter who they're playing against and have some, some success against the best and worst defenses. It's another thing that Titans fans are going to get here very soon. And you're going to get your first action tomorrow. And have <laughs> been saying it all along, but I'm just happy to have Titans football back, D.
2: Well, it's back. It's back And September 12th. We'll be here before we know it. So, you know, just remember it's preseason. You won't see your starters. They're not allowed to play. <laughs> and plus not to mention when you're a starter and you know you already got that position locked up. Yeah, you don't want to be thinking up that. Yeah, you're thinking about the uh, the after party. <laughs>
1: hey, you realize you got another game on the regular schedule this year anyway. Exactly. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how, just in general, I mean, we've only had the one Hall of Fame playoff game by the, by the time this airs. And then just going into the next week, looking back, seeing how different coaching staffs approached their first preseason game, because it is a changed format from what we're used to seeing. And that adjustment is something that maybe it's beneficial for a team later on, or at least early in the season, making that adjustment and getting guys going. And sometimes guys just need to get out there and get that first hit. I guess we, or do they treat week two, like it's your normal week three, where you have that dress rehearsal again, a lot's going to be changing, but we'll be here to keep you in on all the action. But before we head out, D any closing thoughts, my friend?
2: No, D just everybody all our listeners, make sure you stay safe. Either social distance or wear a mask. If you're not, even if you're vaccinated, D. The numbers here in Texas, it's it's alarming, and I just wanted to tell all our fans and our listeners: make sure you your health is your wealth. And if you don't have your health, you're not making no money. Your money is in your health, so be careful, please. We're we're, we're still in a pandemic, Debo.
1: Yeah, I believe the Titans' vaccination numbers are continuing to increase, and so that's. That's something to keep an eye on just in case we talked about the procedures that the NFL is looking to put forth. If a team does have to forfeit, what does that mean? And so we'll, I guess, see very, very soon whether or not that becomes an issue for any NFL team and what result that will have as it relates to the rest of how the s- schedule shakes out. But, hey, football's back. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Tighten up. We'll get into a lot more breaking that game down next week. And then looking forward to the Titans as they get set to take on the Tampa Bay Bucs. The defending Super Bowl champs are going to be here. But D, I hope you have a great rest of your day. We appreciate you all listening. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.